0: Hello and welcome back to the Squeaky Bum Time Podcast with Mike and Laurent. It's Friday morning, which is weird. It's April 2nd. We're not going to talk about international football because nobody cares. We are going to talk about more important things like the return of the Premier League. But first, Mike, we have to talk about the sad passing of the world-famous Claude from Arsenal Fan TV. He was a fixture on the... Fan TV world of YouTube. And, uh, you know, I'm sure he, you had many moments of joy watching him lose his fucking mind. So, Mike, when Um, you think about Claude,
1: what do you think about? I think about a lot of things. Um, I think that of the Arsenal fan TV, I guess, celebrities, he was the most genuine. Um, He was not the guy with the selfie stick um, recording his reactions to games and putting them on YouTube. He was genuinely just a guy that they found. And yeah. You're like, this guy is the man of the people, right? He is the voice of the people. And and I'm a as a card carrying Spurs supporter, I loved Claude. I really <laughs> did. And I was sad. I was really sad the other I day was when too. I heard that he passed I was away. Too. I was too. And I was sad for a few reasons. Obviously, that he passed, but I, I don't know the circumstances. Um, he was, he was pretty he
0: had problems.
1: He was pretty old, portly fella. So I mean it could have been a number of different he things,
0: but the thing is, he wasn't that old. 58 really? is not that old. Oh, God.
1: that He looked 70. Um, yeah. <laughs> but let me just say this. He um, he was not oh, – oh, oh. he got kind of the bad end of the stick from Arsenal Fan TV. So yeah. for those that may not know, during the North London Derby last year, yeah. uh, the game that Spurs won, he made a, a reference to a DVD. Now, that is just- – generally considered, especially in English circles, to be a racial slur or joke or whatever towards Asian people. Now, now, putting that aside I'm for a second. It's
0: like Nigerian selling Oakleys.
1: Yeah, essentially. Yeah. Uh, it was basically, he was immediately canceled, immediately pulled off of AFTV, like, the next day and all that stuff. And and the thing, is, I understand that. Uh, that's fine. But, like, the man wasn't well, right? Nope. There was there was something going on there. And, yeah, and, he, and, and he, so, had, he
0: had an episode where he talked to Robbie about what's going on like just yeah and a massive so, depressive uh, whatever the hell
1: maybe he's right, just yeah. english <laughs> uh, that's entirely possible and extremely possible that it's part of the problem right but so exactly. um i think in this world of, of cancel culture and everything we don't really think about the the mental health at the beginning, middle, or end of the canceling transaction, right? And um, you, you, not that these people should be afforded anything. And, and I'm not talking necessarily just specifically about Claude, but about the larger group of people who do something stupid or say something stupid 10 years ago and then immediately have to pay for it. But, I mean, gosh, there's 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 middle ground here, I feel like. There's got to be. And so the I think the biggest problem with the larger part of it is that there's no um, – There's no redemption, right? There's no like, hey, uh, I'm a fuck up. I said that one thing. I really shouldn't have. Um, Let me, let me, you know, make myself good again, right? If you commit a crime, you go to prison, you stay there for a while, you rehabilitate yourself, and you are let back into society. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Uh, Not a perfect system either, right? I'm not going to pretend. Yeah. But so that's kind of the part that's missing with cancel culture, and I think I'd be more accepting to it if there was like a timeout for a few years yeah. <laughs> from Twitter. Yeah, I, of just being and, and I think, forever. and
0: I think you know, to your point, you know, I I am more into this thing and follow along with with Arsenal Fan TV and, and watch it. And Claude became famous for you know his la- for his famous line, "It's time to go," <laughs> referring to, to Arsenal. It's got Wenger, to
1: go. It's time to He's go. Got to go
0: yeah uh for for referring to man yeah enough enough and you know the story of him is he and ty would sit in the back of the bus going to a away game, (laughs) and they were the best of friends and would just lose their mind and argue the whole time and when robbie from arsenal fan tv was starting it oh my god everyone said you have to get those two guys on and they are best of friends and And so and at this point we should and ty basically is a little cricket of a black man Who's tiny? Yeah, and yeah. Just you wears gotta get the optics gear. here.
1: Ty he wears arsenal has, gear. All you can't the time. see. <laughs> but you wait. You can't see us right now. Yeah. But we have big goofy headphones on. He wears high. Has big goofy Arsenal branded headphones that he would wear during the interviews, like, like he's a, listening like, to the when, radio at the games. Right. right but when you bring, <laughs> he's like, yeah, he's like an old school white guy from like Yankee Stadium in the seventies, right? Right. But like,
0: but he's a little black man.
1: you all, also, during the interviews, after the games, you would have him with these headphones on or, or around his neck. It was almost like a combination of, like, the retarded guy from There's Something About Mary yes. and and just these these so strange, like like the baby, because he's so small, like the baby you bring to a public place, but you yeah. put the headphones on them because you yeah. don't want to hurt their eardrums. So he,
0: like, he's also an like incredible if you those Arsenal two fan. Together, you get Todd, he, he, Ta- he and Claude, who is an ennui, miserable guy who could find the worst in every game, uh, the worst than ever result. He was happy when they were happy, but Claude was just like unapodic- unapologetically optimistic, and they would just fight. And it's worth watching Arsenal fan TV to hear them yelling at each other, uh, because it's great. And that's really right. what oh, what God. Arsenal that fan was... TV is is those interactions. And people have gotten famous. Uh, uh, troops famously is now in the states on barstool. Uh, DT, your nemesis, you know, sort of made a whole oh. career out of it. Uh, you've got Mo Hader, my favorite guy. You've got Kalechi, the Nigerian guy who literally wear, uses the Nigerian whip as though he's like um, freaking Eddie Murphy in in Trading Places. It's like you can't make this up. But I think they're all originally genuine. And I, then there's I don't, Robbie. I don't think just they're in all of this. Yeah, and then Robbie, who's just calm, cool, the businessman who puts the mic in front of people's faces. And I think it's an interesting cultural thing that's happening <laughs> in asks England. asks
1: pointed questions,
0: right? Yeah, it, he's good. I mean, I just can't, you can't lie. The guy's cool under pressure. And, and the whole culture of English football has this already. They've had it for decades, right? There are 92 professional teams in England. That's a shit ton. And you better love your fucking team because no one else is going to do it. Now, there's been a historical stratification of the league that's pulling the top six or the top 10 brands out from the regular of England, but historically a team like Bradford city, for instance, had its own fan culture and a fanzine that fans in the eighties would literally go to the Xerox store and photocopy uh, to to, to games. So, you know, that stuff would go on. um, And it was an, it's an incredible culture that I think YouTube and the internet has picked up. And I don't think there's anything like it, in the States right now. So I'm just so into that. I just wish in our country, we had stuff like that, that went on. Um, and I wonder, Mike, what you think of that?
1: Um, a couple things. A, we have it in very, very small doses for very specific fan bases. And I'll get into a few in a second, but the other thing, we talked about this England's the size of New York state. So, Everybody goes to the away games. Forget the, forget the sectioned off supporter section for away, away fans. I mean, keeping in mind that generally speaking, aside from Manchester fans living in London, like you live fan, like you don't really go anywhere because the country is so small. Right. So yeah. you've got melting pots all over, all over the U.S. the United States, New York city is the greatest example of that. Right. So, um, that's where it kind of gets a little bit difficult, but what I think some of uh, some of the more specific fan bases and, or or, or well known fan things or tropes, right? I I God, I missed this last year. Yankee Stadium, first inning roll call from the Bleacher Creatures. Right? Great, like God, that made my that made my uh, hair but on my but my even but up. even
0: that now is is bastardized from the original group. I feel like the original, it is now uh, sort of uh, an homage to a version of Yankee stadium that isn't there. Right. It certainly not. It yeah. doesn't well, have, you I'm say sure, I'm sure, about, I'm sure in Arsenal, they have the same problem, right? All the Highbury people yeah, are probably exactly. like, Oh, it's quiet. It sucks. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, the The Cleveland Browns, right. Like uh, the, dog the, pound. the dog pound, like they're, you know, but they had their team taken away, so they kind of came back and they're like, "We don't even care if we suck. You're just here. This is so great." Um, the Raiders, right? The like Raiders fans with like the spikes, like the WWE looking fucking guys. Um, Do you, they I, I, they I, seem to galvanize and organize quite aggressively. Yeah, I don't
0: I don't know enough, and I'm not following along enough. Are there full on post game Raider
1: YouTube channels? I'm yeah, sure there, are. there are, and I know that I know that because. I've been I've been tracking down a couple of bottles of Charles Woodson's whiskey and they're basically all owned by Raiders fans. So, uh, and I'm like, fuck, I got to talk to these people. This is terrible. No, but do you um, but do, but but I yeah. feel
0: like I feel like the YouTube culture in the UK because it's so small the country, you're like Robbie is on Sky Sports. Like if they yeah, want no, to talk nothing.
1: It, well, okay.
0: It would be the equivalent the, the, of like I guess... on the CBS broadcast our podcast was on because we're fans of, Oh, we got huge and we got to be on the show.
1: No, right? we like, wouldn't we're, right. Like Arsenal example. fan. What TV, we would say is on yes. Network. Right, right, right. It would be like right. on yes. Network or on ESPN. It would be that John boy kid,
0: right? And Which funny, basically
1: he has been like, he's, he's, but the funny, but the funny thing is
0: that they're sadly trying to get that audience. And they always hire an actual presenter or like, and it just doesn't work.
1: It can't be
0: manufactured. Yeah.
1: No, no, it can't, but it's also it's anybody can have a YouTube show or a podcast. Clearly, the us two idiots with microphones, right? So, right, no, um, nothing but Nick's is actually the thing actually is pretty that good. it's <laughs> right, there's a lot of good content out there that's not this show, but uh, the other thing is that there's so much content that it's very difficult to stand out, right? Right, and you need a lightning rod, you need a lightning rod, frankly, you need Claude um, for you John Boy.
0: You need a Claude.
1: You need a DT. But for John Boy, it was the when when Aaron Boone had that outburst and he was mic'd up or fucking savages in the box, that whole thing, and he did like a breakdown because he had the live mic or whatever, right? Um, that that created an empire for him. And I'm not even that big of a fan of that guy, but like, it, it created an empire to the point where like he runs the basically stateside version. He's got he's got podcasts with, um, with. Uh Trevor Plouffe, like other MLB players, retired MLB players on it, right? The Barstool guys, like, listen, I'm I'm actively a card carrying not fan of Barstool, but what Portnoy created there is, is unmistakable. It's undeniable, right? Like real, yeah. So uh, even, I mean even, you've got even even to got, a lesser I can only really speak from the NFL to Alexis. You elect- know, like the uh Simmons, the Jared, Simmons. whatever his name is for the MLB teams. Like yeah. go ahead. Sorry.
0: Yeah, I would say even even Bill Simmons is the old school version of it, right? He was a an enemy at the gates. Yeah, he hired him, and he, you know, he went off on his own. He's basically, you know, taking branding himself and moved into like something much bigger. He sold his company for two hundred million dollars. But I think it's there. Yeah. I think it's interesting. I love that. Maybe it's because I'm following soccer a lot that I hear about it. But I think it's so fucking great that the gates are. You know, the idea of and I and you've been telling me this for a long time. Like, why am I listening to ESPN FC? What am I doing? It's terrible. Why am I wasting my time with Craig? Yeah, Craig? it's
1: not good. But all right, look, <laughs> here's, here's, here's the the line in the sand, right? And I think this is where the market has bared it out, that it's like, this is what the people want. The ESPNs, the Sky Sports, the, what, the NBCs, whatever you want to talk, call it, they take the pundits' point of view. They often have professional talkers yep. and they have former players, right? What the AFTV model, what the John Boy model, or what the Barstool model has is fans, right? And so- the reason I don't like Barstool is because actually when, I mean, they're from Boston and I despise everything from there, but it, it was when they hired a bunch of New York-ish guys, like they hated the Yankees. They're Mets fans, whatever. I was like, fuck this, dude. I'm out of here. And so <laughs> I basically, I, you, you're either in or you're out based on the fandoms, right? Why do I watch Arsenal fan TV when they lose, right? Yeah. No, you don't want to watch it when they win. they win. Who cares? When yeah. They- Right. Exactly. It's all about the fraud. We covered that too. But, yeah. but, so that's the thing is that it's, but it's, it's an authenticity that, that traditional media can't give you. Right. So um, oh. John boy for a while, going back to him, did breakdowns of every game. He's a card carrying Yankees fan wearing his gear and all that shit. And he's doing selfie videos talking about right after the third out in the ninth inning is, is either way, win or lose. And you know, he, and, and, and the exact inverse of AFTV, I would watch when well, we won and I'd see sometimes when we lost, I'm like, what did you think about that controversial decision in the eighth, blah, blah, blah. But, but that's the thing is that it's raw and it's authentic. And there's no production value. I mean, now there is, but that there was at the beginning of these things. And that's the thing is it's the same thing as us, right? I remember many moons ago when you were doing crap football, crap pundit. Uh, this is coming up on two years now. We did during the quarterfinal. It probably is like this week, two years ago, quarterfinal <laughs> of the somewhere. Champions League. And I don't, <laughs> yeah, you probably do. The quarterfinal of the Champions League game between Spurs and, and, and City, it's some of the best content we've ever had. It probably is the best content we've ever had. Now, I'm on about a 30-second delay, right? Yeah. The Lorente goal goes in, and we're doing an Instagram live. So it was like 15, 20 minutes during halftime, and then we start into the second half. And Laurent reacts, but he doesn't really give it away. And then I start screaming bloody murder, right? Like so, um, Like 40 seconds later. And so that was... It's it's authentic, it feel and to, God, it's to the worst. fair. That's I gave this reaction, so it's not that far off from that. So I'm I'm my own worst enemy in this case. But that's you watch. I'm telling you right now, like that's funny, right? It's funny. I threw my yeah. i live in Florida, I threw my hat into fucking Georgia. I swear to yeah. God.
0: Yeah, my so, my the number one uh, video the yeah, number one I, I think video that's I had the
1: key, that's the difference, right?
0: Yeah. The number one video I have on my channel that has probably, you know, 30 views versus 70 views is is the city losing to Newcastle and me saying the league is over in 2017 because <laughs> I'm just completely that. broken and dejected. And that's my little like, yeah, you know, that's my that's my moment. That's one where I'm just like, the league is over and I blew it. It's not when we won the league. It's not whatever. It's being bet down nine points to Liverpool, you know, and then, you know, a month later is the, is the J- January 3rd game, which is just like the, the greatest, the greatest the, is the John right. Stones off the line game. So uh, that's just, that's just how it is. And uh, I find it fascinating. I love the English culture about that stuff. I, lo- I hope that we get further down the road where like every team has 14 broadcasts of the guys, you know, calling the game, because that's another thing that's happening. Watch alongs on YouTube. Where the game's on, or maybe you're not watching the game and you're cord cutting, but you watch people you like talk about the game while yeah. it's on. Like well, that's how, how stupid is Fox not to have uh, the guys in the green room watching the games? Like, wouldn't you want to watch that? I would. After the fact, yeah. Uh, no, but during, something. Even, you
1: know, there's. The I'm games not. On- I'm not one of those. So I'm. You're not. I'm but- not your target
0: you know what I mean? But, like, so, for instance, I really like True Geordie. I watched him when he would yell about YouTube, about Newcastle. But then he's expanded it to this show called The Kickoff, where they talk about football while the big games are on, and they have the fans of each team, other YouTubers. It's really good. Yeah. It, but it's – I don't watch it live, to your point. When they give the 20-minute cut-ups of the two-and-a-half-hour show, yeah, they talk about the topics – and they're not professional, but what they are are real football fans who really give a shit – this is their livelihood. This so, is what
1: they do. I think, yeah. I think one of the things that's funny is that the the content itself, what's actually being spoken about, is very similar to Sky Sports. It's always Liverpool is going to win this, or City is going to win that, or whatever. It's well, always they do this, cover the this... same
0: stuff, but it's different.
1: No, no. It's I mean, it's the same roller coaster of the league is over, and then two months later, it's the league is back, and blah 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 blah. blah. But the but the again, the delineation is the raw. Authenticity of the fan versus the pundit. And and I can understand at some point, we've talked about this too. At some point, you're gonna get fucking just tired of a pundit because he's just slating Harry Kane or telling you that he has to go somewhere else to win trophies or blah 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 blah. You're going to feel slighted, you're gonna feel tired of the same old shit. Also, and you know what? Also, somewhere- guys who guys who played, they're t- they don't
0: they've been playing since they're 15 years old, they have a completely different mentality. Like if you fucking watch. Punditry TV, you'd think everybody
1: wants VAR. No fucking fan wants VAR. It's no, awful. So I, I think I watch and listen to Punditry, and, and this is in all sports. And we talk again, another topic we've covered, but uh, for specificity, for uh, when it can teach me something the, I don't know. Exactly. You're the expert. You've been doing this your whole life. Tell me why that pass was a good idea or a bad idea.
0: Yeah. Well, that's why Jamie Carragher and Gary yeah, I know what the result really was. good. Yeah. Jamie Carragher. Yes. And and there's a
1: few like that in every sport. Yeah. And you know what's crazy is that, so speaking back to Fox, I remember during the playoffs one year, they had Frank Thomas, Alex Rodriguez, and Pete Rose.
0: And they talked hitting. And they were was
1: amazing. Oh, my God. It was like baseball porn. Yeah. They were just sitting there in, sh- in the shop like Alex Rodriguez talking about, oh, this pitcher always gave me fits. Roy Halladay, he I, he hated Roy Halladay because he would always have the, the two-seamer inside on him and he could never get extended. And he's like, one time I got him and this is what I did, and blah, 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 blah. And for him and Frank Thomas and Pete Rose, three of the best right-handed hitters ever. Yeah. They're both They're all just sitting there like, oh, well, I approached it this way or I did this. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, this is – Fucking. And then, unfortunately,
0: gold. they took A. Rod out, and he started calling the games, and he's terrible. Yeah,
1: he's not good at that. He's just not.
0: Well, because he, I, I think they like zoom- he has
1: to like have a like a catch every The weird every thing is, time. is
0: this 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 idea that the pundits know more about, or that they need to dumb it down? Just don't dumb it down. Don't you're, dumb it down. You've been playing baseball for forty years. Yeah. Elevate it. Just make it fucking yeah. weird. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Anyway,
1: so the best thing you could have is somebody say, "What did he just say?" yeah what the why fuck did is he, he say talking that? about yeah what no 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 like like why did he what what does he mean by that right yeah. and then and then explore it and explain it the hard thing to do and this is why punditry in studio is better than in during the game because you don't have an inning to explain why you hit that you, you knew it was gonna be a 2-1 curveball right like yeah the same and i use baseball examples because it's easier but it's like easier. yeah uh, but so th- that's the thing is that where um, uh, who's the NBC guy, Higgin, Danny Higginbotham. That's why he's so good. And I don't know that I would want to have him on a call of a game. Um, And I, I think that he, he was uh, doing
0: calls. Like he would do, he would yeah. be the alternate to, to, to Gary Neville with Martin Tyler.
1: Right. And and that's fine. And I do think, and even though I fucking can't stand him most of the time, I do think we Dixon does a good job of kind of giving <laughs> it's us. The role is literally called color commentator, yeah. right? Giving color. To the play-by-play that the person next to you was saying,
0: I could do so giving I, I, I could do without uh, the other guy. He's
1: not yeah, Lissau is just—he's he, too you chill. Can tell, yeah, he just, you just—you can tell he's in love with himself.
0: Yeah, he's too chill. Likes... I, I, and I also want—he's not working class enough.
1: <laughs> no, he's not. But you could listen. What I would say to our listeners is find yourself someone who loves you like Graham Lasseau loves Graham Lasso.
0: <laughs> I think he's just chill. I think he's just chill. But let's. Let's let, I mean, I know the season is over for you uh, in terms of, I mean, actually I was just looking at the standings. It's not. Spurs, Spurs are super it's not. close, but let's, let's go through the the big games of the weekend. And the biggest one of course is United versus Brighton. No, 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 it's not. <laughs> it's <laughs> we've got it's,
1: some good ones though.
0: It's it, it, it. There's two good ones tomorrow, right? There's I am. Leicester, well,
1: we've got, yeah. Oh, tomorrow's a
0: Leicester, Leicester, Man City, uh, city rested. The boys have come back everything's coming together there's a little bit of vengeance in this game this is the 5-2 when this is the pep out game (laughs) in november i was done with pep i was like what the hell's going on you can go back and listen to it i'll we'll we'll find the original the original episode you can find me saying pep out uh because because you know what i'm a real fan and i was very fucking frustrated after losing to leon and and fucking having stupid shit happen and thinking that city were bad and that maybe pep couldn't go past this point because he never had he's in unknown territory, which is staying with the same team over four years. Right. So that's why I thought, pep out because I didn't know that he could. And he
1: was in the last year of his contract at that point. Yeah, and then at like that the point, next week right. they extended him.
0: Right, right. And then they signed Diaz after that game. So yes. some things changed. <laughs> and um, dude, I did not know that Diaz was like Vincent company, which was a surprise. He's, yeah, well, okay. He's not
1: missed a minute of any games. Yeah, game. and 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 Marino wanted him and I just wonder what if. But anyway, it's not important. Um, uh, and I'm excited about this game. I want yeah, City to be put good. 74 on City, on Leicester because – Let me get this very, very quick. I love Leicester City. I think they're great. But of the teams above Tottenham right now, West Ham doesn't count. They are the weakest by a lot. They are hurt. They are questionable. And they are a bit of a bottle job. And I think that even eight points back, Spurs can catch them. In fact, I would like, I'll say this. I think Spurs have a better chance of catching Leicester for, for that top four spot than Chelsea. They're only three points behind Chelsea's Chelsea. really good. Like, yeah. That's like, what I mean. Not a joke. Although that's what I
0: mean Werner Werner's miss for Germany <laughs> bad. Like yeah, we should yeah. be well, talking about that game, but I don't care about internationals. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so we've got, Arsenal, summer and then we have Arsenal Liverpool, a historically big game, but yeah. both these teams right now, long in the tooth, um, both having weird seasons in that Arsenal are actually very bad. Like they have, 12 losses. I mean, we're having a tough, tough, tough season. So, Uh, but it's about expectations. Liverpool's expectations were to be right there with city and they may well be next season, but they're having a really, really bad year. Yeah. And Klopp finally figured out, Oh, I have this bad defense. Let me not fuck up my whole team by moving everyone around. And instead putting his players where they should go and Liverpool just living with these two young center backs, you know, foot to the fire, we're just gonna go. So this should be a high-scoring game. Although Liverpool, their problem this season actually has not been defense; it has been the ripple effect of trying to defend on their attack. If yes. that makes sense?
1: So No, it does. Can I ask? So we we talked about historically one one of the better games in the Premier League. Yes, highest scoring true.
0: fixture in Premier League history.
1: That's also true, and it's mostly because there's been blowouts the majority of the last yes, there's five, been some tenures. six
0: threes and some five yeah. mils and so.
1: Some- let me pose the question to you. When's the last time this was a, uh, a title fight or a top four matchup. When's the last time these both teams were really good at the same time?
0: 13, 14, the, the Suarez year, uh, Liverpool city. Okay. Uh, yep. Sorry. Arsenal were in first place yep. went to Anfield and got the doors blown off them. Yeah. And then Liverpool, <laughs> then Liverpool went on the 14 games in a row. Yes. I actually yes, went and right. looked back. I, I don't remember it this way because I was following city. Liverpool really did bottle that. <laughs> they really like, did. like there were three games to go and they yeah. really fucked it up. Um, <laughs> I, I didn't was really gonna... realize it until I had to go back and look at it. I'm like, Oh, they really fucked up yeah. bad. And city I was trying to think actually of like... we're under a lot of pressure. I didn't really, we literally had to win every game and right. City did, but yeah, of course no one remembers <clears throat> that because. No, well, yeah,
1: but uh, I was thinking back to like, like oh four oh five. Right, like, like the like, oh, old time. No, no,
0: there's no, there are no seasons where Liverpool and Arsenal were close.
1: I mean, That's what I mean, it's it's, it's almost the, always the, one the, or the other. The, the right? most, most,
0: most famous one before the Aguero goal was 1989. Uh After when, Hillsborough, at, yeah. Arsenal. There's a fucking documentary on it in, yeah. Netflix, which is really, really fucking good. Where Arsenal go away to Anfield, and this is when
1: they win the league. Arsenal with the, were with the R, the yellow.
0: The yellow kit, knows. right? Uh and Tom and I actually just watched Fever Pitch the other day because I was like Jonesing. No, I never watched that. The original one from 97. Oh, whoa, whoa. Yeah, 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 yeah. I yeah, thought you meant go, the fucking Red no, Sox why went. would I watch that? Fuck are you yeah. crazy? I'm not Barrymore. I never that. watched that movie. Me, I just me remember seeing him on the field when the Red Sox won the World Series and being yeah,
1: a man. I'm like, You're a fucking Yankee fan, dude. What the fuck is your problem?
0: Yeah, get out of here. Oh, I hate they that sp- guy. they're supposed to lose. Uh, but fever pitch is about that season also. Uh, The, the documentary 89 is also covers that season. So that's, that's Liverpool and Arsenal have, have history, but uh, in the premier league, no, I don't think that there's a season where they, you know, where they come together. Usually again, the late Wenger years post 2004, 2005, well, they went to the Champions League final in 2006. Basically, after 2006, Arsenal just... Whenever they had to play a big game, they got beat. Bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, except yeah. for the 2-0 against uh, City, where Santi Cozzola became fucking Zinedine Zidane, and I was in a right, bar right, with right. my friends and was sad. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um. But yeah, I, I'm excited for that one. I'm excited for that, that good slate I'm tomorrow. Just, and I'm you know what? I'm just happy Early. the games are get back. Get, it's oh, so oh.
0: weird. This 10 days has been like,
1: <gasps> come on, give me some football. No, I think... <laughs> I, I mean, I lament the international breaks almost always, but it, it's and coming out of them, I go, yeah, I needed that. Like, I needed yes. to fucking, I needed a break, especially Mourinho. Football, Mourinho. Yeah, there's been a lot of football this year, but especially Mourinho, Spurs. I'm like, I need a fucking minute,
0: guys. But by oh. the
1: way, they've won four of their last. Yeah, five. I know. It's they not the end of the world. I know. It's that, that, no, but that it's Europa,
0: not, that Europa League game really fucking.
1: It's crazy. not the yeah, but it's not the end of the world, but it's just not. It's just not enjoyable right like i don't like it
0: yeah now you get the whole idea of like i want good football they're not playing good football
1: yeah i've had it for a while
0: yeah okay no but you know what i mean like when 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 when, when stoke was doing well sitting in ninth and tony pulis kept them in the premier league year after year after year and then they were like you know what we don't want this guy anymore
1: yeah (laughs) right
0: it would be like if burnley fans were just like you know what we're better than you sean dyche we're better than you (laughs) they not better.
1: Than they're me. not. They're not. <laughs> but, but, but sitting in 14th and 15th, tied on both goal difference and points, the wonderful Ralph Haas and oh, and Sean Dyches Burnley, right? Okay. So, like, the fuck is the difference, you know?
0: <laughs> that, one, that one should be good. Although, Southampton just sometimes, man, just give, I mean, I, I don't want to bring up the 9 nil. It's like a, it's a cliche now. Like, you need to drink now, but they do get them door's blown off <sighs> once in a while. You're just like, what the fuck is going on? And so, yeah. And so, so and then okay. we have the relegation fight. Like, you know, we've got Fulham, Aston Villa that, that earlier in the season without Grealish Villa have been just not, they can't score Yeah, all of a sudden, but their defense is holding them together. They have only one win in their last five. It really goes to show if you sort of track the whole season and our whole mapping of the teams that we love that were secret teams like Southampton and Villa and Brighton, um, Brighton and Wolves and Wolves—they really rely on their good players. Like yeah, they can't, they do. They can't have things go wrong. No. If anything goes wrong. By
1: the way, That's Spurs the, Spurs do that shit, right? Yeah. If Harry Kane was hurt for longer, they'd be like, "Oh, we're in eleventh. That's fun."
0: Right, but I'm saying, but these teams really go into free fall. So, yeah, yeah, Villa yeah. without Grealish just don't have an have an attack. Uh, Southampton without Ings firing just can't. Move on. Or Vestergaard went down for a long time. Can't really score. Even to a lesser extent, when Vardy is not playing for Leicester, they've actually found a way this time with Iannato getting hot. But the other teams are just not strong enough. Like Liverpool could have survived Van Dyke being out, but not all of their center backs. Yeah,
1: not, <laughs> not yeah, not Gomez and Matip and and right. And right. But
0: they would have been an eighty-point team, not a ninety-eight-point team. <laughs> yeah, right? right. Exactly. When
1: City City
0: lost laporte last year they were still very good they just couldn't reach couldn't keep up with liverpool
1: it wasn't they, they couldn't sprint anymore they yeah. were running right. faster than everybody else other than liverpool who was still sprinting that's basically right. what it is right but yeah right. i mean right. so so the saturday slate is going to be really fun it's a good group. um i think weeds might put up 10 on sheffield sheffield uh, have
0: checked out they are yeah. uh they are in uh, you know one two three Cancun, you know they're
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, Sunday's gonna suck, especially for me. um Which oh is God. gonna be good because I you am a bird.
0: Not you, will you fucking Spurs? I'm gonna no, say no, this no, right no. to the camera. Everybody, you fucking put a smack on Newcastle. We want gonna them happen. to go. It's put not gonna five on them. Enough with this fucking castle bullshit.
1: If we should have learned anything from Spurs, it would have been the Newcastle game early in the year when there was the bullshit penalty at the end of the oh, game with the phantom handball that gave them a late draw. So, yeah, but you fine. guys beat them. Oh, bad. we beat the, yeah, but we didn't. Okay. So, we didn't. We got a point out of that. And, yeah, but that and, was like
0: a, an XG3 to, yeah, 25. I
1: know, I know, I know. But <laughs> I just don't. I, every time I see Newcastle going back to the 2016. Year, I believe the Leicester year, where we don't beat Le- we don't get the title, and then all we have to do is beat Newcastle to finish above Arsenal. Newcastle loses a man <laughs> and then scores four fucking times. Who was the coach? Was that Pardu? That was Pochettino. Oh, 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 uh yeah, Pardu, I think. But yeah, they let this they got a red card. And I'm like, we were down one-nothing. They get a red card, and we're like, Well, everybody go. Let's just keep going on them. They scored on us four. They beat us five-one. And, like, ever since then, whenever I see Newcastle playing Tottenham, I, I just get, ugh, I get, you're, you're, like, scared. Shudders. you're, scared.
0: Yeah. And, of course, I've got my beloved Brighton versus Man United.
1: That's going to be a fun one. That's going to be a fun one. That's going to pull me out of my funk. If,
0: if, uh, I don't know. I don't, I, I just want Brighton not to go down. It looks like they're
1: safe. We'll
0: see what happens.
1: Well, that's the, if if Brighton can get anything. Actually, frankly, if Newcastle remember, loses, this is
0: the game in the reverse fixture where they beat Man United and they gave them a penalty after the whistle.
1: That's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, wait. So wait. Let's let's paint the the relegation picture, right? Fulham versus Villa. If okay, well, well, going earlier because Newcastle plays earlier. If Spurs can just do the job and beat Newcastle, Newcastle's on twenty eight with a minus at least minus twenty one. Difference, hopefully more. If Fulham can beat Aston Phillip, they'll be they're on one. 27 with at least a minus 14 gold. They're,
0: they're way, they're so much better than Newcastle. At it's this not even point. funny. It's not even funny. So and then, of so course, now, my beloved Brighton are only right there with a minus four. How the fuck are they down there with a minus four?
1: Yeah, I don't know. So crazy. <laughs> So, so, and then basically if, if those two results can, that would be a fun, I mean, I hate betting on Tottenham, but that would be a fun parlay. It would be Villa and Villa and Spurs just for like, I'm sorry, Fulham and Spurs as the pro London parlay there. Oh, God, just come on you cottagers. Oh God. It's a death to Newcastle parlay.
0: Oh God. Death to Newcastle is a real saying. I think at this point, Newcastle fans want Newcastle to go down. Like they're in that mode. where just like, don't you fucking save yourself. We want pain. Just go down.
1: Newcastle. Newcastle is like Spurs with me and Mourinho. I just get, just get them out. Just get them out. I don't care. I don't care what has to happen.
0: Yeah. Just go down. I mean, it's just the weird thing is with Newcastle and we'll just, and then we'll wrap it up is He's got so, he's, they have a nice manager. Like he's a nice guy, right? And everyone's afraid to hammer him and be like, you can't fucking coach. You're a fucking bum. Steve Bruce is a bum, right? You want to he has over like, he's got like a, th- but you want to give him a hug. And he's got that soft, sweet voice. The boys came to
1: play. I'm like, what the fuck? Just No, no, not like a, not like a hug. Like, a, oh, you're so sweet. It's like a, come on, man. It's going to be okay. Please don't no, kill yourself. He, like that's yeah. the hug I need to give him.
0: I don't think he cares.
1: I, I, no, just, I think he does. This is Boyhood Club.
0: Oh, God. You know what, though? That's I mean, why it, make, it makes me sad. Just, I'm like, oh, my God. Protecting him. Like, It's not even worth it. What I don't understand is why they would retread. Like, just bring the young guy in. I have a guy for you. You ready? You're going to see him. He's going to be a manager, and you're going to love him. His name is Ian Yvette, and he's the manager at Barrow? Bar- Bar- no, at, at Bolton. He's in League One. Bolton Wanderers, okay. He's a winner. You'll see him. I, I already like him. Yeah, he's like he's he took a team that's from the asshole of the ass crack of England <laughs> and he, he brought them up two levels and they had never been in the league and he brought them up playing attacking football. Oh. Uh, and he's yeah, his his town was uh known for making submarines, <laughs> <laughs> and it's on their logo, it's like there's a submarine on it. <laughs> I think it's Borough Barrow, I don't know, Barrow, oh, yeah, Barrow. That's B-A- a- are yeah and he's like a legend there.
1: We're going to wrap it up with warships, folks.
0: Yeah. Well,
1: it's almost
0: Nazis. It's Nazi adjacent. Submarines, yeah, yeah, U-boats, U-boats, U-boats and yeah. and, and, and England. Yeah. Okay, let's wrap it up. That was the Squeaky Bum Time podcast with Mike Salerno and Laurent Cortines. We do this on Mondays and Thursdays, sometimes Usually. on Fridays. Uh, <laughs> please rate and review the show. We need it. We need it. We need it and that is that. We'll be back on Monday to go over the games! Woohoo!